Hi, and welcome to the Daring to Leap podcast. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. I am so excited to dive into this week's episode with you. This week, we have a special guest on the podcast. Katie Kremistos is here. Katie and I discussed her big leap from having a successful but busy business to deciding to give it all up to create a meditation podcast network. We're also diving very deep in on mindset. We're going to go over what it is, why it's important, and how you can start to intentionally shift yours in order to create a better life experience. Let's dive in. Katie is the creator of the Women's Meditation Network, a collection of 14 podcasts that bring special guided meditations to women all over the world. She's a mom of two young girls, loves a good margarita, and wants to save all the animals in the world. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. (laughs) Thanks, Lori. It's so good to be here. It's so good. And if we have time, I want to hear about your favorite margarita, because that definitely caught my attention. (laughs) I'm I'm your basic margarita gal, like, you know, straight up on the rocks with salt that I, I might experiment with, you know, the strawberry margarita or the cucumber one. I've heard a yeah. lime one is lime spice one is really, but usually I'm just a straight up margarita girl. Straight up. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I'd like to start off with you have this amazing meditation podcast network now, right? Yeah. yeah. What were you doing before you got to where you are right now? Like, yeah. Well, right before I had the Women's Meditation Network, I was, all, I was a podcaster. I had started a podcast back in 2014, kind of similar to your show, where I was doing interviews. It was called Biz Women Rock, and I interviewed other women entrepreneurs just like me and talked to them about their journey, about a very specific kind of like, you know, skill set they had, kind of maybe a how-to, sometimes very inspirational, all of that sort of stuff. And, And it was great. And I did that for many years, and it built a really strong and sturdy business for me. I was a business consultant. I helped women grow their companies very intentionally and, you know, had memberships, had courses, masterminds, live events, you name it, I had it. And (laughs) it was amazing. I loved it. And I was doing that. And then in 2018, at the beginning of 2018, had this idea of how I was going to triple business and it was going really well. I had just hit my like first six figure year the year before. And I was like, okay, cool. We, how do we triple that? Let's go. Yeah. Fast forward April of that year of 2018. I was, I was on it. Like I was hitting all the marks. We were going to, you know, getting close to hitting that number even early. And then I found out I was pregnant with my second daughter and, and in a heartbeat, just had this giant like wave of intuition of like, nope, I'm done with this. Wow. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And that was a really scary thought because, mm-hmm. you know, if you are, if you have that business model where it requires your face being out there, you're constantly branding, you're showing up in all these different ways to be able to bring people into the mix to, you know, have these programs for them. It's really scary to slow down and to question that and to think about that not being there. And so I just decided, okay, I don't, this is a, this is a real like I know this thought is true and it's very scary. And and if I'm not doing this, what in the world am I supposed to be doing? And I so I just slowed down. I kind of did the bare minimum. I just I didn't launch anything new. I didn't, you know, I didn't like double down on the things that were working. I just literally like stayed with what I had. I really took a pretty significant break 
from mm-hmm. all the different platforms I was constantly showing up for and just kind of had this kind of quiet time. And in that quiet time, I was reflecting a lot about like, what does this mean? Can I do this? Yes, mm-hmm. I can do it. But no, I don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> what, is, what is life going to be like with it? I had a two year, two and a half year old daughter at the time as well. So I'm like, well, what do I want my life to look like when right. I have a toddler and an infant? Like, right. What, it what changes do everything, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Everything. And so in that space of questioning and processing and you know, walking with my husband and just sort of talking out the ideas of what could be the idea of the Women's Meditation Network really came to fruition. And and I had had the idea months before, but now it was sort of the time of like, well, what could this thing be? Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, fast forward all the the intricacies of that, I decided to give it a go and say, yes, this could be something this could I really believe in meditation. I've been a mm-hmm. practitioner of meditation for a long time. Very mm-hmm. imperfect practitioner of meditation. I think we um, all are. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a meditation um, practice, right? You're practicing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I, I knew enough about meditation and I knew enough about writing, which is really where my skill set lies in that I could write these really beautiful scripts, these really beautiful love poems to women. And I could put them in a meditation and I could allow for a meditative experience that would be something special and unique and pretty different than what was out there. And so I just started without shutting down my other business. I just, I kind of pared down that business, got really focused on like just offering a few things, kind of scaling it down slowly over like a, a year and a half. And over that year and a half, I launched the Women's Meditation Network, the very first podcast on that network called Meditation for Women. and had my baby like for so for like a year and a half I just sort of did this very slow transition of sort of like slowing down one and growing yeah. the other and that's what I was doing before this all happened so so yeah it was it, in many ways it prepared me perfectly to be where I am and in many ways it was a giant jumping into the unknown because mm-hmm. what I have done in the past five years I've never done before I mean, the podcasting part, yes, but I have never podcasted like this. I have never built anything like this before, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a lot of a lot of people on the outside saying, why in the world are you leaving something so successful? Yes. Mm-hmm. And diving into something you have no business doing. <laughs> you and- know, I, I, I have the same experience. I love something very successful and I, I feel like sometimes that's harder to do than just being burnt out and saying, okay, I quit. I need to do something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same reason we look at like, I mean, in my generation, it was like Michael Jordan who quit when he was what we felt like, oh, you're still good. You still got years in you. Right. Yes. And he quit and he kept following like his just like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Right. And and we see that are in our response to like big athletes or people of big names who just sort of seem to stop when they're quote unquote at the top. And that's how mm-hmm. I felt. And obviously you felt that way too. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think my question in hearing your journey, which congratulations, what an amazing transition for you to be doing such a big change there. Thank you. Looking back on it, what do you think? Because it didn't sound like you really, you were saying I, I was doing so great. It was, you know, you're hitting your marks, but this idea popped in, this intuition perspective change that made you start to wonder, hey, maybe I should be doing something different. And maybe it could be this. Now that you're in it, looking back, why do you think that happened at the time for you? 
what I know, what I knew back then too, but I absolutely know now is that that was my higher self. That was spirit, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, talking to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that the better we get at listening to these little cues, and they're often yes. little whispers, yeah. the better we get at really listening to those cues, listening to those little hits of intuition, listening to those guidances, listening to those quiet voices that are like, no, don't do this, or yes, do that, or whatever that is the more we can tune in and actually really design a life from scratch that we really truly love that doesn't look like anyone else's life that is 1000% designed by us for us mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of practice right and luckily for me I'm 44 now I have had an enormous amount of practice <laughs> listening to her listening to that voice and, mm-hmm. and and equally as important I've had a lot of practice taking action on what I hear mm-hmm. and my you know I have a very specific example I so I have amazing parents there are six kids in my family and I have parents who raised us all to be pretty darn what I would call interdependent right like we love and and are a very close family but each of us is incredibly independent and and in our own ways have sort of you know made our own lives and so we had parents who encouraged that like you need to go fly it on your own like you're you're leaving after you graduate high school. Like, see ya, go figure out life, yeah. right? We'll be here if you ever need us, but go figure out life. It sounds like your parents did an amazing job, you know, allowing you to learn on your own how to, how to decide and, and trust your instincts and things like that. So I want to pivot a little bit here and talk a bit about mindset. Yeah. How... How important is mindset for for women, for people, in in just their perspective of the world? And I mean, for me, it's everything, but I want to hear your perspective. Yeah, I agree. I think mindset is the lens with which we see the world and the lens with which we experience the world. Meaning, if you choose, because it's always a choice, if you choose to have a mindset that tells you it's not possible, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. It's too scary. The world you experience is going to is going to be that. It's going to be scary. It's going to be it's going to be impossible. It's going to you're not going to be good enough. If you practice training your mindset because it's a constant lifelong practice. I am absolutely not perfect at it. But if you learn the art of dancing with playing with your mindset to see things with opportunity with possibility, mm-hmm. with how, then you start actually creating a world that is full of possibility, that is full of answers. And all you have to do is ask the questions of how, that is full of literally anything is possible. It just requires that I have a mindset that allows me to see that. Yeah. So for me, it's everything. It is literally everything. If there is any part of my life that feels like it's not where I want it to be, or I'm frustrated with certain things, I am very clear that has everything to do with my mindset. And I immediately go to, okay, what what is my brain telling me? Why do I have limitations here? Why am I telling myself it's not possible? Why am I telling myself it's hard? Why am mm-hmm. I telling myself, like, why why do I feel frustrated? What is going on in my head that is that is creating 
the reality that I'm seeing. Oh, it, it's my mindset that's telling me these stories, these stories, these stories. Many, many times this is stuff that is rooted in our childhood that yes. we probably mm -hmm. are not really even aware of until we start doing therapy, which I've done plenty of, or just becoming incredibly self-aware. So mindset about money, like, oh, I can't, I can only make X amount of dollars or I can't make too much because otherwise, you know, here are the bad stories, negative stories I have from my childhood about people who made too much money or, or I'm never going to have enough money. Like these are all stories that you can, you can unpack and totally dissolve so that you can live into the prosperity that, that you have available to you with a mindset of prosperity. So yeah, it's everything. So I, well, one, I completely agree with you and around the, the way you termed it, the lens in which you see the world and exactly what you're talking about in terms of it's, it's almost like the world is there and depending on what our, what we're, our beliefs, our mindset is, what we're thinking about is what we see in it. So it's not, it's almost not like creating it in the sense of, I think, you know, I think I'm gonna have a bad day and now, you know, the, the bad day is created. It's like, and there is a bit of that, but like generally speaking, you're looking for bad things to happen in your day. Yeah. You're only you seeing those that. things. Right, right, right. So what can we do? So say we're, we're, we're starting to notice, hey, I would like to shift my mindset and, and make that choice to intentionally do something about it to have a better perspective and a better life. What are some of the key things we can start to do to work on that for ourselves? Yeah. The the very first thing is to have a level of awareness about what the current what your your current mindset is or what your current thoughts are. This is actually where meditation can become an incredible tool because meditation as a practice gives you a, a space to actually start observing your thoughts and, and recognizing that they're not you, actually. Like the, the thoughts are completely separate from the soul of who you are, this being, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can start really observing your thoughts and becoming very aware of the thoughts that you're having, that's step one. Step two is then choosing to disrupt or interrupt those thoughts with either different thoughts or questioning those thoughts and at least saying like, okay, well, why am I having that thought? Why am I thinking that that's not possible? Why am I, why am I feeling so overwhelmed right now regularly? Like, why is that happening? What am I telling myself that, that is allowing that to happen? And so awareness, some questioning, and then, you know, it can get into sort of like practical tools of let me try on new thoughts. Let me try choosing some new thoughts. And so this is where we step into kind of a gray area of like affirmations, which, yeah. pe you know, people love or hate affirmations or just rewording and, and rewiring some of the thoughts in our brains. And so I'm a, I'm a really big believer in this, but it sounds it sounds really cheesy as I'm about to say it. And, and but I would encourage everyone to just try. So if you're having a thought called, I don't know, I'm I'm overwhelmed. And it's always going to be this way, right? Like I have to be overwhelmed in order to be productive in life. I have to be moving really fast in order to be productive, i.e. to be successful, right? Like that has to be part of the equation. Success has to be hard. Yes. So if you're having that in all of its various forms, number one, you just become aware of that thought. 
Number two, you can consciously sort of see it as like, well, that's a limiting belief. Why am I having that thought? Is there something going on in my life that's causing me to have that thought? Is there a belief that I've had in the past that was sort of handed down to me by parents or grandparents or, or culture, if you will, that tells me that, you know, this hustle is the only way to be successful? And then you can start questioning like, well, what does it really mean to be successful? What does it mean to be successful for me? What would, what would it, how would I like to feel? And that's sort of when we start shifting into like really the creation. How would mm -hmm. I like to feel on a regular basis? Well, I would like to feel peaceful and I would like to have more ease in my life. And I would like to feel this version of success, but in a way that feels really good and expansive and free. And like, I'm, you know, jumping in a field of, of daisies and it feels fine. You know, like that's what I would like. And so you can just learn tools to be able to say, okay, you can try some affirmations that say like, you know, I am at ease in my daily activities. Like I, there is ease in my day there. You know, I find peace amongst the chaos, like things like that, where you can just sort of start retreat. Affirmations are good to retrain your brain. It's not like you have to believe that they're real in the moment because that kind of feels cheesy sometimes. Like if you're feeling like crap and completely fried out, but you tell yourself this, oh, I'm going to say this affirmation. I feel peaceful and full of love. Like it yeah. feels like a giant lie, right? But it's it, not about the believing of that. It's actually about this process of retraining the chemistry in your brain to do a pattern interrupt to the other stories that are in there. Yeah. So you can practice that stuff. And then it then gets into action. Can I stop you right there? I have, yeah, a, yeah. I have a point on that. So it's interesting because the story that we have in our brain already, the one that's the limiting belief, like in order for me to be successful, I have to work really hard. That is an affirmation that came in. You know what I mean? It was told to us over and over or we saw it as ch children and it came in. It doesn't mean it's true. And so it when you're using the affirmations, although, you, like you said, it could feel cheesy, but you get to choose what you believe. And so will it feel better if I believe that I can be successful and it, it can be easier, it can be in flow, it could come to me without working so hard? And so I found, too, that a good shift is if, if you... If you want to start to shift that, but you're not ready and you don't believe it yet, you could start to, to think to yourself, is it possible for me to, you know, start to bring in this idea for a little bit, you know, for me to have more ease and flow, for me to see, are there, find successful people that it is easier for them exactly. and, you, yeah. and, and see that it is possible. And if it's possible for somebody else, it's possible for you. And so you yeah. kind of, you start to unwire it and then you can yes. start to work your way up this belief on the yeah. other side. And that le that's exactly leading into that last point that I was making, which was it's about action then at some point. Yeah. Like, let me practice, let me put in action the, the choice to choose this thought over this other thought. And let me put that into action in a bunch of different ways, right? So that you start to sort of like, stop that wheel and then start actually spinning it backwards the other way so that it works in your favor, right? And, you know, at the end of the day, our thoughts create the reality that we see. And so if you want to change what's in front of you that you're seeing, you know, start with your thoughts. Yeah, and it's, it, 
and this goes back to the to the meditation stuff that you're doing and and focused in on is that I find it to be in our society right now, we're so busy in our minds. And so to even start and say, be aware of what you're thinking about. And if your mind is so, so, so busy, how do you parse that out? And what's interesting for me is some of the biggest breakthroughs I found in my own limiting beliefs. I realized it not because of the thinking, but because of reflection. And so, you know, it can be, we have to start to be intentional, have this space to start to even notice, like back to the awareness piece, like how do we even get into a place where we can start to be aware of what we're thinking about? Meditation is a is a good technique for that. And you mentioned that already. Are there other other yeah. things that we can do as well? Yeah, I'm a big journaler. Journaling has always been a really self great self-reflective process for me. Sometimes you don't even need to follow a specific format, although there are plenty of formats out there that you could follow, but it could many times my journaling looks like I'm writing a letter to myself. Hey, Katie, what are you feeling right now? Oh, I'm feeling A, B, C, and D. I'm thinking A, B, C, and D. I don't know about this. And I'm just ha- kind of like having a cheesy conversation with myself in my journal. And what comes out of that is I get to see what's really going on so that I can sort of dissolve that, the gunk, and get down to the heart of like, what am I what's really going on here? What can I, like, it basically helps me see viscerally, like I'm seeing on paper what it is that limiting belief is or what the emotion is or what the issue is or kind of the distilled reality that I'm experiencing so that I can do something about it. Or or at the very least, just as a catharsis, like getting it out. So I can then kind of like, you know, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, like the, you know, he's able to like take the thoughts out of his head like that kind of a thing. I feel like that's a really powerful process. Being in nature, getting your feet in the grass, in the dirt, like being in nature is huge to be able to help really quiet the constant role of very loud thoughts. Um, Because you can't be in nature and not notice the grandiosity of everything. And so nature for me is this really powerful tool to to simultaneously feel so special and part of this bigger whole that we are. And like, there's no one else like me in this entire universe. Like I am this very special soul, right? That exists right here, right now. And simultaneously, I am this tiny little grain of sand in this massive tapestry of universal life and force. And so, you know, it's not that big of a deal what I'm going through right now. Like there's this this massive humility and grounding in that. So those are just a couple of, of the tools that I suggest people to use to, to, to really practice a deep level of self-awareness. Yeah, I, I love the nature point. I go out on a walk every day in the morning to, to do that, to be in nature, because I love it. Not even as much for exercise, but just to being out in the fresh air, seeing what's going on. And so I would say it's, it's unplugging and being in nature. And I, and I say that because Leave it to the best of us. Like if I have my phone with me and it pings, I'll look at it. And actually I was on my walk. This was a while ago, but I was laughing so hard because there was this, there's horses, like they train horses and stuff around the corner. And so mm-hmm. there's a lady riding the horse and she was on her phone oh, as on. she's riding the horse. And I, I had to laugh because it's like, you know, even 
we all get stuck in that habit. And even somebody on a horse can be like, well, let's see what's on Facebook. You know, unplugging just and enjoying mm. being there is a, is a big shift. All of these things that I've mentioned are, are, are called to presence. And I would encourage anyone to really create some boundaries. That means no's. That means I'm, I'm not looking at my phone during these hours. I'm turning off all my notifications, all of them. Like there are no, no I have calendar notifications on my phone. That's it. I have turned off email notifications, social media notifications. I don't know what's happening on social media unless I proactively go there to, to look at something, right? So that's a good thing. So my point in all of this is, is that the more we are, we put ourselves in moments to be present and to consciously practice being present, the more self-aware we're going to be, the more able we are to hear those whispers that are really guiding us to where mm -hmm. we're supposed to be next, which are always the pain questions, right? The pain questions are, what am I supposed to do now? What do I do about this situation? I'm so scared about this, this, you know, potential thing going on in front of me that I don't know how to handle it. So there, all of those very, those questions that are worrisome, that's the unknown, like those are points of pain. So if you really bring yourself into presence, you already know the answers. You already know the answers to everything that you are questioning right now. So meditation, journaling, being in nature, these are just really power, talking it out with friends, like these are really powerful tools to quiet all of the crap around you, what I call the noise, and start mm -hmm. listening to the voice inside. You can hear it scream at you if you will just quiet the noise. Yes. And I, I'm glad you said talking to friends because for, for people out there that aren't big in journaling or reflecting on their own, having somebody just to allow you to talk it out and give you it's the huge. space and that's a lot of coaching, you know, when you have a coach and, and they're asking you questions and it's just getting your own inner voice out. Right. And it's so interesting because you almost don't even have to say anything. And by the end of whatever ramble comes out, you realize, you know what you should you need to do. A hundred percent. And most of the time, they're like, thank you for listening. And that, yeah. you know, sometimes it's just getting it out is what needs to occur. Right. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. I mean, this is where like a therapist comes into play, a coach comes into play. I have a, I'm very blessed to have like, you know, three or four girlfriends that I use, I use Voxer or Marco Polo or something like that, where, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and the value of that is that they don't need to be there live when I'm doing right. it. And I will literally start with saying, and they do this to me, okay, I'm venting. I just need to get this out so I can figure out what the hell to do. And like, by the end of this message, I'm like, okay, I'm clear. I got it. Just needed to talk to <laughs> So it's really powerful. That's, that's so great. I think we're going to start to wrap up here, Katie. Do you have any last closing words of advice or thoughts for our listeners today on mindset, on being present, or anything else that comes to mind for you? I mean, I would just encourage everyone, you know, if you're listening to this show, you already are self-aware enough to know that you're seeking more, right? I don't know what that more is for you, but it's more, more peace, more calm, more money, more happiness, more something, because you're seeking out information that is going to help you get there. So, you know, the encouragement I have is just to continue looking inward, continue doing everything you can, investing your time and your energy into becoming to know yourself. Because the more you know yourself and, you know, the opposite side of that coin of knowing yourself is taking action on co-creating yourself and co-creating your day. 
and and practice that. It is a giant practice, this life of ours. It's a giant experiment. And so you have the choice at any given moment to have a life that is scripted for you or to create a life that you get to script. And the only way that you're going to do the latter is by knowing yourself and taking mm -hmm. action on what you hear and what you find very imperfectly. You're going to fail. You're going to fall flat on your face at least a dozen times, if not more. But you're going to learn every single time and you're going to get back up because you always do. And you're going to keep figuring it out. So, you know, I would encourage you just to take baby steps towards that. But always like everything guiding you, everything that you need is inside of you. Thank you. That was that was really beautiful. I It resonated for me for sure. And listeners know that the biggest part of my journey has been learning and knowing myself better. And that was a bigger step than the actual leaping and the doing. Yeah. Because I knew where to go. And so, and that came from that inner wisdom. I love it. And I would imagine this podcast is actually a part of you continuing to get to know yourself, what's important to you, what do you want, what do you want to build? And you're connecting with all these great people who kind of like get to contribute their little pieces of nuggets with you. And like, you get to kind of pick and choose. And what did I learn here? And how can I shift? Or what do I need to do? So it's really, it, this podcast Obviously, I'm a podcast lover, but podcasts in general as the creator of one, mm -hmm. we're not just we're not just picking up and doing this for the hell of it. You know, like there's a reason. There's a reason that we're doing no, it. No, there is a reason. And and just quickly on that, it's funny because I started this besides, you know, wanting to have these have value to put out for people to listen to and learn. I did it for my own personal growth and I was scared to put myself out there. I was terrified to put myself yeah. out there. And this was a growth opportunity for me. And it's been more than I expected. It was listening to myself as a something that was like, I don't really want to do this, but for some reason, I feel like I should. And yeah. that's where it came from. That I call that the knowing, when you just know. You and just there's know. no... All the fear can come around it and kind of orbit it, but it can't be penetrated. You just know. It's annoying. Like, you see, you, you just got to do it. I know. It's like, suck it up and do it. And I'm like laying on the floor, breathing into a brown paper bag. Like, can't believe I'm doing this. And look, yeah. and here I am. So yeah. thank you for being part of my journey, Katie. I really uh, appreciate you, you. I would love for you to tell our listeners where they can connect with you, learn about your podcast network, all of this, all the details there. Yeah. So you're listening, whatever podcast player you're listening to this episode on, just go up in the search bar and type in Women's Meditation Network or Meditation for Women, and you will find all of our shows. We have 14 different podcasts that you can listen to. They're all guided meditations. We have three that are specifically sounds-based, so there's no guidance on those. but I promise you, you will find something that, that really resonates with you. And I would say if, if you already are meditating, add this to your practice. It's really fun. They're creative. They're poetic. And if you're not currently meditating and you're like, nah, that's not for me, all good. Maybe give it a try. Maybe give, maybe give a couple of them a try and kind of see what they do for you. Well, thank you for that. Thanks again. Thanks, Lori. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Hope you all have an amazing week. Until next time.
Bye.